So, Drew. Hello. Hey. Are you ready for another episode? Sure. Okay. Um, so, last week, we were talking about how, what we were going to do for next episode. How are we going to decide? So, I did a um, poll on our Instagram page. Hmm. And I asked... I, I think I just asked people what their favorite decade is. Okay. Uh, the options were 70s, 80s, 90s, or 2000s. And at first, it was a two-way tie between the 90s and the 2000s. Okay. And then, towards the end, it was a three-way tie between the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. So I thought... What better opportunity to talk about a genre that sort of incorporates all of these eras? And that genre is... I don't know. <laughs> and you didn't tell me. <laughs> I thought maybe you would guess it. <laughs> nah, not Do you have any smart. idea? A genre that would be in each decade, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Rock music. No. Aw. <laughs> the answer is R&B. Of course. But specifically contemporary R&B, because R&B has a long history. The term R&B actually originated in the 1940s. Yes. Before it was called R&B, though, it was the term for... So basically R&B means like music that was... It means rhythm and blues, like the term means rhythm and blues, but it was used to sort of categorize all music that was made by and mostly for black people. It was made by the black community in the United States and in North America in general. And before that, though, because, you know, it's segregation in the United States, R&B was called race music. Did not know that. That was the actual term they used. It wasn't really R&B. It was anything that was made by black people, basically. So between the 20s and the 40s, when, like, recorded music, it really starts taking really starts like proliferating um race music is the is what they use to call music that's made by black people but then in the so after 1949 rhythm and blues is the term that starts to be used and it's a term used for all black secular popular music Mm -hmm. and it was used by recording companies to describe recordings that were marketed to black people in urban communities bands usually consisted of a piano one or two guitars a bass drums one or more saxophones and sometimes background vocalists and we're not going to be talking about like the 50s 60s or 70s in this episode i'll just say briefly that in the 50s most blues records is what was considered r&b whereas in the 60s and 70s it was soul and funk that was considered r&b so Mm -hmm. basically any genre that was made primarily by black people was r&b and then in the 80s is when we see like a newer style that starts to appear that combined rhythm and blues with elements of pop, soul, funk, disco, and hip-hop, and electronic music later on. So that's just like a brief history of R&B. So from the 80s, like mid-80s to the 2000s is what's kind of known as contemporary R&B, and I think even to this day. But I'm not going to be talking about music that's past 2010, because that's where it starts to change a little bit into like alternative Mm R&B, and we're going to have a separate episode for that. Okay. So for today, we're going to be talking about contemporary R&B, starting from like the late 80s to 2009, let's say. Okay. Okay, so let's get started on that. We'll go into a little bit of an overview. So like we said before, contemporary R&B combines rhythm and blues with elements of pop, soul, funk, hip-hop, and electronic music. It's a distinctive production style and, a, and has like a smooth, like lush style of vocal arrangement. The electronic influences are increasingly being part of this trend as well as the use of hip-hop and dance-inspired beats, but with, like, the roughness and grit of hip-hop usually reduced and smoothed out. 
So it's not as, you know, rough as like a hip hop song usually. And then contemporary artists often use melisma, which is singing a single syllable of text while moving between several different notes in succession. I'll try to find an example of that just to show what I mean yeah, by melisma. Yeah, because I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I didn't really understand it either, but we'll, we'll find an example and we'll just show you what it is. Actually, let's try and do that now. Okay, so I basically just found like this YouTube video called Best Studio Runs, Riffs, and Melismas, and it has a bunch of like R&B artists. So I'm just gonna play like different parts of it just so you can get an example of what it is. All right, let's So up. this is Beyonce. This is Mariah Carey. Right. And yeah, so I think that's supposed to be like an example of what melisma is. Not entirely sure. Like I said earlier in another podcast, I mean, in another episode, I don't really understand all the music elements exactly. <laughs> But that's melisma. Okay, and then, so since the mid-80s, R&B rhythms are often combined with elements of hip-hop and pop culture. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. So for the precursors to contemporary R&B, in the 70s, there was like this progressive soul movement that kind of expanded the boundaries of R&B music, mm -hmm. especially with singer-songwriters and producers such as Curtis Mayfield, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder and Norman Whitfield, he's a producer. He was actually a producer at Motown. Mm -hmm. And he was a pioneer for setting the soul vocals uh, and simple hooks of like earlier R&B records, but set against these stronger backbeats um, and vocal harmonies and orchestral sounds. So for example, in Marvin Gaye's uh, What's Going On, that song incorporates jazz influences that led the genre into a more looser musical direction. And then at the end of the disco era, we have Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones who added more electronic elements to the sounds that created like a more dance friendly, like dance floor friendly style. Um, so for example, the album Off the Wall in 1979 by Michael Jackson, it, so this is a direct quote, it broke disco into the wide open, sorry, <laughs> broke disco wide open into a new world where the beat was undeniable, but not the primary fo focus. That's by Stephen Thomas Erlewine, who is a American music critic. And then Janet Jackson's album in 1986, uh, Control. This album was very important to the development of R&B and it crafted this new sound that fuses rhythmic elements of funk and disco, along with heavy doses of synthesizers, percussion, sound effects, and a rap music sensibility. If you wanna read more about that, there's a book called The New Blue Music, Changes in Rhythm and Blues, 1950 and 1999. It's written by Richard J. Rapani. But basically it led to the incorporation of like stylistic traits uh, of rap over the next few years. And it led to this new genre, new genre, sorry, called New Jack Swing. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. It, yeah, it basically just fuses hip hop and R&B together. And then in the late 80s and early 90s, we have with the popularity of hip hop, it was very hard for R&B artists to sort of sell their music. So a lot of them started- um, Collaborations. Exactly. So a lot of them started to collaborate with hip hop artists and would feature rappers on their songs. And there was also like the shift in R&B music in terms of the listeners. So in October of 1990, uh, the R&B singles chart was now called hot R&B singles rather than hot black singles. So prior to 1990, they were called hot black singles, which is kind of crazy. Um, it's like old school Tinder. <laughs> I had to think about that. 
hot black singles oh my god okay uh yeah it was basically a genre that basically r&b is a genre that's considered to be listened to specifically by black people but this started it started to transcend racial lines in the 1990s at this point and i think it's uh heavily influenced by michael jackson because he was one of the first artists first black artists where a lot of white people were listening to his music mm-hmm. and one thing i want to say by about this genre in general um and the artists that we're going to be listening today to today I won't be playing, for obvious reasons, I won't be playing any R. Kelly. Of course. Yeah, not any of his songs or Chris Brown. And I know that Michael Jackson, like, there's some allegations against him as well. But it's kind of hard to not talk about Michael Jackson in, like, a podcast about music. That's the thing with Michael Jackson's allegations. It's never been official. That's, yeah. So, I mean, if anyone has, like, if anyone has opinions about that, I'm definitely, like, open to hearing that. But we're going to be playing one of his songs today just because he was very influential in like this genre that's fine and then in the 1990s hip-hop soul is created by mary j blige and sean combs which uses hip-hop inspired backing tracks um so other artists that are part of the genre are uh, jodeci faith evans tlc and r kelly and i just want to talk about before i continue on with all of the artists that were popular in the 90s and 2000s i want to talk about this article i found by essence magazine essence magazine sorry it's called how did hip-hop and r&b become one genre and they sort of talk about the history of r&b a little more and i wanted to sort of talk about that a bit too so like we said earlier it was a term that was coined by billboard in the 1940s the term rhythm and blues which was sort of an umbrella term for all black secular music they tried to use soul music and black music so that's why it was called hot black singles because it was literally called black music at one point between 1969 to 1990 before they finally settled on the term r&b and this is like this is this defines the sound for gen x so this is what you know is very popular with gen x and it's a commonly accepted term by the 90s for soulful black music so like we just said earlier sean combs and Mary J. Blige created Hip Hop Soul for her album My Life in 1994. And then, like you said, all the collaborations between R&B artists and hip hop artists started happening. There was Mariah Carey and Old Dirty Bastard for the song Fantasy. Um, There was also SWV and Wu-Tang. They made a song together. And then Mary J. Blige and Method Man as well. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. And then, yeah, so the hip hop and R&B sounds became so intertwined that Billboard changed their charting to hot R&B slash hip hop in 1999, officially like consolidating the two, the two genres together. And so they were sort of living side by side. And there's this author, his name is Kalefa Sene, who wrote a, a book called Major Labels, A History of Popular Music in Seven Genres, which sounds really interesting. I have to read that. But basically in this book, he says, it was almost like they balanced each other out as two halves of the same genre, so R&B and hip hop. And then in the early 2000s, this genre was dominated by artists who blended the two genres, for example, Usher, Alicia Keys, and Beyonce. And in the early 2000s, if you wanted to get on the radio, you had to learn how to sound great over a beat, which meant making your voice smaller and having less room for runs, ad-libs, and old-fashioned ballads. I just want to say, I'm not a fan of ballads. I don't know about you. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, boys to men and, like... Yeah. They're very popular and, like, people, like, especially Gen X, they love those old-fashioned, like, classic ballads, but I get so bored listening to them. I I know. Like, for example, Mariah Carey, I know she was... That was, like, early on in her career, that's what she used to do. But 
I am a much bigger fan of like her more pop or like sort of hip hop inspired yeah songs same yeah okay so I'm not alone in that no. I was like I like R&B but like I'm not I don't like like I'll <clears throat> make love to you I appreciate and New Edition and all that but yeah that's the thing like I know that they're very talented I'm not denying that but I'm just like oh my god I can't listen to it uh, but we will be listening to that today because, of course, we uh, we have to talk about that. Yeah, so singers had to figure out how to make space for the beat, which has led to, like, sometimes sing rapping or whisper vocals or sometimes just murmuring over the beat. I think that's more, like, later on in, like, the 2010s. So in this article, there's a big, like, they talk a lot about the 2010s and alternative R&B. Uh, so we'll talk about that in another episode because... Right. Um, yeah, I won't talk about that today. But yeah, to continue with the 90s, Whitney Houston releases uh, The Bodyguard, which is, um, well, The Bodyguard is a movie, but they released the original soundtrack album to that in 1992. And it's considered like one of the best soundtrack albums of all time. And okay. that's the uh, album that has I Will Always Love You, which is like one of her biggest songs. It's a very iconic mm-hmm. song. And then Boyz to Men and Mariah Carey had many number one hits in the early 90s. Um, they actually collaborated on a song called One Sweet Day. And then we talked about uh, Fantasy, which uh, Mariah Carey collaborated with Old Dirty Bastard as well. Yeah, and so then we have the album Boyz to Men. Uh, sorry, no, the album 2 by Boyz to Men in 1994. And Mariah Carey's album Daydream. In 1995 there's also a genre called neo soul that comes out in the late 90s this is sort of like a 70s influenced like hip-hop soul blend uh, so think like erica badu um lauren hill maxwell okay. right. i'm not going to talk about that genre i think we could have a whole episode about that as well but uh, just know that like this is related to r&b music of course and in the in 1995 the grammys enact the first word first award for best R&B album and Boyz II Men wins in 1995 Uh, the next year it was TLC that won for Crazy Sexy Cool and in 1997 it was Tony Rich for the album Words. In 1999 Billboard magazine ranks Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson as the number one and number two most successful artists of uh, is it of 1999 or the decade anyway basically they were huge artists at this time of course And in the second half of the 90s, we have um, the Neptunes and Timbaland, who set the influential precedence on contemporary R&B and hip-hop as well. So you definitely see that, like, the producers are similar in both genres, and so there's really a lot of blending between the two. Mm -hmm. Then in the 2000s, there is massive success for R&B and hip-hop music at this time. There was commercial dominance and crossover success on the Billboard charts for both genres. In 2001, Alicia Keys releases Fallen. Yeah. It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100. It was on the mainstream top 40 and the hot R&B slash hip hop songs charts. And it won three Grammys in 2002. I was in the States when they premiered the video. It was crazy. Yeah. They played it nonstop. I know. I, I even remember that. And I was pretty young in 2001. But like, I just remember hearing that song all the time. And then, of course, Dangerously in Love is an album in 2003 released by Beyonce. It sold over 5 million copies in the US and it won five Grammys. We have Usher's Confessions in 2004. Hmm. This one was very big. It sold 1.1 million copies in the first week. And it was certified diamond. It has sold since, well, in 2016, it had sold over 10 million copies. Hmm. This is the album that has the songs Yeah, Burn, uh, Confessions Part 2, and My Boo. And thinking about it, Yeah has Lil Jon on it. Yep. (laughs) 
I'm thinking of that time where you were like, hey, Jen. <laughs> sorry. Andrew, go, he, he looks at me one day and he goes, hey, Jen, you know, you know the song Yeah by Usher featuring Lil Jon? As if I wouldn't know this song. And I'm like, what do I you said, mean? do you remember? Well, <laughs> no, you didn't. You said, do you, know, you remember you the said song? You said you know the song. <laughs> I said, do you remember the song? And the fact that you said featuring Little John, you could have just said, you know, yeah, by Usher. And I, I was like, very yeah, tired <laughs> and probably not 100% sober. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that song, um, those songs are all on that album. It won three Grammys in 2005. And in 2004, there were 12 songs that topped the Billboard Top 100. They were all by black recording artists and they accounted for 80% of the number one R&B hits of that year. So there was Usher songs, there was Hey Ya by Outkast, Drop It Like It's Hot by Snoop Dogg, Lean Back by Terror Squad, and Goodies by Sierra. As you can see, like a mix of R&B and hip hop songs. And by the early 2000s, urban music was considered pop music. I say urban music because that's what they use in the article, but I think they mean R&B music. I mean, they've come a long way from calling it race music. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> it's a bit better than that. <laughs> race music. Anyway. um Stuck on the racetrack. <laughs> and like this, like I, I read this and I was like, that's, I mean, that's so true. I remember the early 2000s and it was all that played on the radio almost. I mean, obviously there was pop music like Britney Spears and all that, but Definitely R&B was huge. Like I just remember as a child, I, I, I knew a lot of these songs. Yeah, those were good times. My sister has a playlist called TBT Good Times and it's like a bunch of R&B tracks from the 2000s. Then from 2005 to 2009, Usher, Beyonce, and Alicia Keys release a bunch of different albums. There's a Birthday by Beyonce, there's Here I Stand by Usher, I Am Sasha Fierce by Beyonce, and The Element of Freedom by Alicia Keys. In 2005, The Emancipation of Mimi by Mariah Carey earns 10 Grammys. The song We Belong Together was the most successful song. And I was like 10 years old when that song came out, but I, I knew every word. <laughs> I had never known Heartbreak. So then uh, in the mid 2000s, we have the emergence of new R&B acts um, like Ashanti, Keisha Cole, uh, Akon, and then also Chris Brown, especially with the song Run It. There's also the emergence of R&B songwriters such as Brian Michael Cox. He wrote for Usher, Mariah Carey, Chris Brown, Carrie Hilson, Mary J. Blige, Omarion, and Sierra. Um, then there's Rico Love, who wrote for Usher, Carrie Hilson, and Pleasure P. We have The Dream, who wrote for who wrote Umbrella by Rihanna, and Bed by Jay Holiday. And he wrote a lot of Usher songs as well. And then there's Neo who wrote uh, Let Me Love You by Mario. I didn't know that. Yeah. He also wrote Take a Bow and Unfaithful yeah, by Rihanna. Yeah, he was a good songwriter. I had no idea. And mm -hmm. he also wrote Irreplaceable mm -hmm. by Beyonce. Very cool. And the most successful artists of the 2000s were Usher, Alicia Keys, Beyonce, Mariah Carey, Rihanna, Chris Brown, and Neo. And that's the 2000s. And that's what I have for contemporary R&B. Is there anything you want to add before we listen to some music? No, you pretty much covered everything. I think so too. One other article that I found, because um, I was just like looking up, you know, contemporary R and B, uh, and there was this one that's called "Revisiting the Girl Power of '90s R and B" by ID Magazine, um, and it's just talking about how, like, I don't know, it kind of the article kind of took a dig at like the Spice Girls and how it wasn't like meaningful music or whatever, but uh, <laughs> basically, like, in the article they're talking about how a lot of these R and B artists were talking about you know 
reclaiming your power as a woman and like for, for example in the song no scrubs by tlc right they're berating men not just about like cash but for not having their own independence and for not demonstrating their feelings they also rapped about finding strength in female sh- female friendships mm-hmm. um in the song unpretty they talked about eating disorders body image and plastic yeah, surgery it's interesting because i was when i was doing research on r&b it's like oh a lot of the songs talk about love and relationships and it's like it's nice that like this song was not really about that they're talking about like issues that affect women so that was cool and then there's a song uh bills 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 by destiny's child which is about refusing to be taken advantage of by men there's also a song by uh Kellis called caught out there and she's talking about like her anger towards men who have lied to her and in the song she's like literally screaming it's this, it's the one that goes oh, i, know I that hate song. you so much right yeah, now yeah, yeah. it's a good song. one um and yeah so at the end of the article they say like the themes tackled by these women so demanding financial independence fidelity socioeconomics celebrating their own beauty but more importantly their own talents and achievements or were real were more real and inspiring than anything produced by the by the spice girls Again, why does this person who wrote this article, why do <laughs> they not like the Spice Girls? So yeah, so they're just talking about like the girl power of the 90s. And um, I thought it was interesting because when we talked about hip hop, you know, we saw that women were having a really hard time getting into hip hop. And now they're really dominating in the genre. But for R&B, I guess like women had this opportunity to talk about their own struggles, which I thought was cool. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about for contemporary R&B. Now that I think about it, did you see or read anything on your research about like the boy band version, R&B version of boy bands? Yeah, I remember we um, watched that documentary about uh, about that. Is yeah, that what you're well, thinking of? Yeah, but it was more like, um, did you come across names like Blackstreet or B2K? I did not. Well, Marion's from B2K. Oh, I didn't originally, know that. Yeah. And um, yeah, Blackstreet was more, if I'm not mistaken, mid to late 90s. Okay. I don't remember if they came before Backstreet Boys or after, but no, they were pretty popular. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because I remember the documentary we watched where they were talking about like all these boy bands, like. Yeah, coming after and, uh, New Edition. No, I think it was New Edition. And like Boys to Men, Boys they to talked Men, about yeah. as well, which uh-huh. were like some of the first boy bands or boy groups whatever they're called boy bands yeah yeah so yeah i didn't see that in my research but i do remember that and uh but b2k was huge like going into like after the 2000s era like we should probably play one of their songs because i didn't put that in the playlist but uh so i remember they're all over bat at the time so. when was this i want to say 2003 ish 2004 okay before yeah. amari and one solo we could search a song or two i think while. we should do that yeah. yeah let's do that okay so let's listen to some music so we'll play the first song. Uh, it's Rock With You by Michael Jackson. This is on the 1979 album, Off the Wall. Oh, yeah. should skip to the just the chorus Rock with you all night. 
Yeah, so that was uh, 1979, Michael Jackson. Um, I think everyone knows that song. Or most people do. They know Michael Jackson, at least. (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) I think everyone in the world knows who Michael Jackson is. Okay, next we're going to play Janet Jackson. This is on her 1986 album. Uh, It's called When I Think of You. such an 80s song and (laughs) did you want to say what you were thinking (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like an intro to a sitcom it does but that's just what i feel like that's what a lot of 80s music sounded like it's i really like it i like the 80s i'm like uh i'm an 80s fan but um she definitely has a lot of i guess better songs (laughs) well it depends on your taste it depends on your taste for sure but i can't really say better you know there's i didn't realize that i liked so many of janet jackson's songs i just sort of had heard them throughout my life and i didn't know they were her songs and i'm like i really like janet jackson i had no idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're gonna play some others that like I, i remember hearing when i was younger uh this is so this is I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston, which is on that like soundtrack album that we talked about. I Should I play I Will Always Love You? I think everyone knows that song. Don't have to play it. Let's play this one, I Have Nothing. See, this is one of those ballads. <laughs> They're all just graduation songs at this point. <laughs> beautiful voice like there's no denying that but this is so like (laughs) this is what like the person who wants to impress at karaoke sings yeah (laughs) they're like i know how to sing (laughs) put some whitney houston on (laughs) okay this is another janet jackson um this is from uh 1993 it's called that's the way love goes Like a moth to a flame burned by the fire My love is blind, can't you see my desire? That's the way love goes So that's Janet Jackson. Now we have um, 
Of course we have to play this one. This is I'll Make Love to You by Boyz to Men. classic and like the, the like trumpet you were doing in the beginning it, you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of something you would have on like a one of those keyboards like it just sounds like a key i don't know how to explain it properly but anyways let's continue into the song girl your wish is my Mariah Carey and Boyz to Men, this is One Sweet Day. songs obviously but she made that song 10 times better <laughs> uh and then we have the classic i wasn't gonna play the one with odb but um i i'm just gonna play the original fantasy i would have been down for ODB. okay honest. then let's play it on like i was just playing it because i don't know why but let's do the one with odb keeping it real son that's right play the other one just to show the difference this is the reason i didn't play this one is because i like the what's it called i think it's tom tom club um that they play in that they sample in the other one so 
Let me just play that one. Sorry. Sorry, Drew. I, I ruined Well, your... you got it. No, it's not that. Remember, we were talking about collaboration. I know. I know. But I just really like this one a lot. When I think of the other one. What? I think about, uh, I'll tell you after. Okay. I just really like that the original um, Genius of Love by Tom Tom Club yeah, I know. and yeah. I like when it's sampled uh, I think Redman sampled it too in one of his songs I don't remember that it's just every time I hear this version of the song I think about the little girl singing off key in the first Rush Hour movie. yeah <laughs> I, I think about that, that too I love that scene <laughs> and, uh, and it was also used in a song by um, I think it's Lotto is that, is that her name she's a, a rapper like recently yeah, Big Energy, this song. All right, yeah, of course. I like that one a lot when it came out. I just, you know, that's a great song to sample. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's go, let's get back into R&B. Okay, let's play Waterfalls by TLC. classic song and then i don't i don't know if you you told me that you don't like brandy right but i'm gonna play brandy i like brandy as a singer oh (laughs) it's when she started doing everything and she was everywhere sitcoms everywhere like it's too much brandy (laughs) okay but this is i want to be down by brandy Oh 
it with Monica? She did a song, the collab, The Boy Is Mine, on the list. Oh, no, I don't. Should we play that one? Yeah, I don't know who she sang with. I forgot. Uh, yeah, you're right. Monica and Brandy. Let's play that. This is 1998. Mm -hmm. It's a bit later. Yeah, of course I know that song. <laughs> Brandy and um, I wanted to play D'Angelo who I didn't I've never heard of him well not like I've heard of him recently but like when back when he was popular I didn't know who he was so he didn't get Montreal Airway that's yeah why. I guess not this is called brown sugar I love that it's kind of like funky mm -hmm. it's good okay uh we gotta listen to some mary j blige this is real love Next song we'll play is Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child. At first we started out of cool, taking me places I ain't never been. But now you're getting comfortable and doing those things you've been no more. You're slowly making me think for things your money should be handling. And now you got to use my car. Driving all day and don't fill up the tank. And you have the audacity to even come and step to me. Ask to hold some money from me until you get your check and please. You're trifling, but not the type of brother. Baller. When times get hard, he's the one to help me out Instead of a squirt like you, you don't know what I'm meant to buy Pay my bills, keep paying 
if they needed a fourth member, you could be part of it. You got some moves. <laughs> Only because um, I could still visualize the music video popping on my. That's TV. what I was thinking you were doing. I'm like, he's doing the music video right now. <laughs> okay, let's play the iconic Alicia Keys. This is Fallen. Okay, we got a song request from Drew. He wants me to play You Don't Know My Name by Alicia Keats. That's Drew's favorite one by Alicia Keys. I can see why you like it. Um, <laughs> that's from 2003. So the other one was 2001. Now we're in the 2000s. Um, the other, okay, B2K, that song that you that you wanted to play, I want to play it too because I actually know it now that I'm thinking of it. Um, uh-huh. It was Bump, Bump, Bump. I think that was With it, Diddy, yeah. yeah. Uh, what year was that? Don't remember. 2003 also. Okay, let's play that one. I like your little sex style Love it when you're getting wild Girl, let me talk with me Girl, you need to be in magazines With a crown on your head Cause you're a ghetto queen Like bling, bling, bling Yeah, I definitely remember that one. And uh, Drew also told me that Omarion is in this group, which I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Had no idea. So let's play. Um, okay, let's play Beyonce. We gotta play Beyonce. This is Crazy in Love, featuring Jay Z, who is a rapper. Collaboration. Her future husband. Oh, also her Who'd husband. Who'd thought? <laughs> I think we all know that. <laughs> I touch on more and more 
I think everyone knows that song and it's crazy because like Beyonce has had so much other albums since then and if you go on like her Spotify uh, and if you see them like top five this one is number two <laughs> this is probably her best song it's definitely one of her biggest songs of all time okay next we'll, we'll play Usher I was like which one should I play I, obviously everyone knows yeah that one was really big but um I really liked my boo can you do a You Remind Me, I think it's called? Sure. I'll do, Okay, we'll play My Boo and then we'll play You Remind Me. I didn't know this was with Alicia Keys, My Boo. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Okay. There's always that one person that will always have your heart. You never see it coming because you're blinded from the start. Know that you're that one for me. It's clear for everyone to see. Oh, baby. We all know that one. I chose that one because I just remember it playing so much on the radio. Like, it was really big. Mm. It was a very popular one. Anyway, uh, you said, what was it called again? You remind me? I think it's spelled with a U. Oh, <laughs> of course. How, how silly of me. Mm. <laughs> okay, you remind me. Do you remember this one? Uh, yeah. Not immediately. In a oh, yeah. Oh, my God, of course. <laughs> See the thing about you that caught my eye Is the same thing that makes me change my mind Kinda hard to explain, but girl, I'll try You need to sit down, this may take a while See this girl, she sorta looks just like you She even smiles just the way brought me back there i yeah. forgot about that song uh he had to me, so that's many more iconic than his uh most popular stuff later on yeah you know this is more like r&b before the collab phases you know yeah i guess to each their own like i definitely see why the other one was more popular but this this is a really good song i, I agree with you yeah <laughs> okay so next we'll play um oh uh we'll play goodies by sierra okay my I 
just had this memory of me when I was a kid because this was in 2005 and in 2005 I feel like I remember I used to <laughs> watch the videos on YouTube and then I would print out the lyrics so that I could <laughs> sing along with... <laughs> like I did that with one two step because I really liked that song it was it featured Missy Elliott who I really liked mm-hmm. and I would print out songs I remember printing out Weird Al Yankovic songs because I wanted to know the lyrics. And I remember one of them was one, two, step. Oh, that's so... That's amazing. <laughs> you were saying you wanted to play... Um... It's a Sierra and Ludacris song. Oh, I love Ludacris. Let's play that. That's probably the latest song we're going to listen to. That was 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's earlier, but okay. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, we have to play We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. Sure. Let's do it. continue with the 2000s i forgot to play this one song from 1999 uh, by kellis it's called caught out there Yeah, it's 
little yell. <laughs> I know. You could hear the Neptunes all over that. Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was them. That's yeah. She also obviously um, sang um, Milkshake, which mm-hmm. was uh, which is also a Neptune's beat, <laughs> <laughs> which is her most popular song. But I wanted to play that one. We gotta play uh, an Ashanti song. I'm just gonna play Foolish. Yeah. Shanti a lot. She's like one of the artists I think about when I think about 2000s R&B. It's, mm-hmm. I automatically I'm like, oh, Ashanti. There's um, one from Ashanti I'm trying to remember. There's so many. Um, I was going to play Always on Time featuring Ja Rule just because I want to show the the blend of hip-hop and mm-hmm. R&B. But you're saying Only You by Ashanti? Yeah, had a cool like guitar riff. Okay, let's play that. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. <laughs> I remember that one. That's 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What's the other one you wanted from her? Oh, I was. I mean, I was just thinking of like always on time. This, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Always now we of course. Yeah, of course. The dynamic duo. <laughs> yeah they did a lot of collaborations together and they work really well together like yeah. the two voices just like mm-hmm. juxtaposing <laughs> um okay i wrote i wanted to play this song this is all for you by janet jackson and the reason is because i only learned this was janet jackson like this year i remember <laughs> when i told you you were like are you serious <laughs> So disappointed, but it's okay. Sorry. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
a great song for like when you're in your car on a summer day, just blasting it. Yeah. Just picture it. <laughs> I do. I've been. You've done it before. Yes. <laughs> Same, although I was the passenger. Exactly. I'm, I'm always the passenger, but you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll just play a few more, although there's, there's many that we should play, but for the sake of time, we won't play them. Uh, I wanted to play Omarion. This is Touch. room <laughs> andrew is literally like reenacting the music video he he got up off his chair and he he did the dance for your eyes only for only for me sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> there will be no video podcast and so next we have to play Aaliyah. i think that yes. goes without saying uh i'll play this it's too one. much to choose for Aaliyah, though. there is too much to choose so i mean i just went with rock the boat I love that song. Yeah. That's the one I would have chosen too. Thank you. See, I'm glad that I did the right choice. (laughs) I actually listen to this in my car often. Yeah, you do. Love that song. Amazing. Perfect. It's just me every after every song. Beautiful, iconic, classic. No, that's from 2001, actually. It's a bit earlier. Um, okay, let's play something a little bit later. Actually, no. First, we'll play... Um, well, we got to play some Neo. Uh, this is 2006. It's called So Sick. I think a lot of people know that one. You're so sick of it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not one of my favorites either, I'll be honest. Um, it's good that it was a single that propelled him, got him into the mm-hmm. limelight. But, I mean, know. look at how, like, you, I didn't know he wrote all these songs. He wrote this next song, uh, Let Me Love You by Mario. Um, let's play that. Baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? I know you smell the perfume, the makeup on the shirt. definitely remember mm-hmm. uh what year is that 2004 that makes sense okay um there's so many that we can play i mean i have more on this list but i think i'm just gonna end it with rihanna because she's sort of like the end of the 2000s r&b um and then in the 2010s we definitely see a change so we're gonna end with rihanna this is um there's so many that i could have chosen too but i chose another i think this is the one that was written by uh neo it's called take a bow so dumb right now Standing outside my We are done. Isn't that a great song to end with? You did that on purpose. <laughs> I actually didn't, but I'm glad I did now that I think about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's definitely not the end of R&B. I was reading a lot of articles where it's like, R&B is dead. And like, like no. By that logic, everything is dead. <laughs> exactly. Like, things don't die. They just evolve and change. And that's what we're going to see in the 2010s, uh, which is going to be really exciting. But I hope you liked this episode i hoped you all enjoyed the songs that i put um i was <laughs> i was like oh no i have to make sure i chose choose good songs because this is like very nostalgic for a lot of people i feel like like the R- r&b especially of like the 90s and the 2000s it's like classic it's like people they listen to that too that's when we were raised in those times exactly right? and it just makes us feel like you know we're kids again yeah so i hope you enjoyed that episode um drew any any uh Anything you want to say to end us off? Nah, like you said, it was a very good trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear songs that I listen to, not frequently, but you know. But on the radio, um, at uh, work, <laughs> on the radio, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Some of them, yes. It, doesn't it suck that like when something plays at work all the time, it just ruins it for you? 
the cons of working in retail. Yeah. Oh my god. This is this is why I can't listen to Christmas music anymore. I used to like Christmas music. I used to pl- play it willingly. Oh, but I like Christmas music because I love seeing people hate Christmas music. <laughs> you know me. I love people. You enjoy the pain of others. <laughs> I love seeing people uncomfortable. You do. You like love like embarrassing moments. I don't, I don't understand you. Okay. Yeah, no, I uh, I can't. <laughs> With that being said, I think that's all we got to say about that. That was a fun one. I enjoyed that. I... All of them are fun. What do you mean? <laughs> No, this the other one sucked. This one's so <laughs> But no, this was fun to do. And thank you very much for listening, everyone. And hope you tune in next time. Bye. <laughs>